Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. All right, y'all, y'all know I can't get into this word without saying, where's my man at this morning? Where's my man at this morning? Sit down. I just want to see if he's here. I didn't say, where's the men at that went to King's Table Men Conference? You didn't hear me say that, did you? I was just wondering because I think y'all thought that's what I meant. No, I said, where's the men at? I'm going to turn my back so I don't have to look at anybody. Where's my men at? Where's the men of the house at? Ladies. You need to do what you got to do to get to Worship with Wonders Women's Conference. If you want to see something different, you're going to have to do something different. If things ain't happening the way you want them to happen, maybe you need to stop doing the same things you've always been doing and nothing happening. All right. And to the men, let me just say, you got one year to go ahead right now and register for a conference and prepare for it. They've already set the dates for King's Table, April 27th through the 29th. And if you go to jamietuttle.org, jamietuttle.org, and I'll post it again today, send it out in the text to remind you, it's only $30 until Saturday. Sunday, it goes to full price. For $30, you can register now. A year in advance, you ain't got to worry about it. And you can go ahead and tell your boss, don't you come at me with nothing on April 27th through the 29th, 2023. Because I will not be here. Can I get an amen? Take off your vacation days, whatever you got to do. Tell your baby, I ain't going to be working on the back porch. I ain't going to, come on. I ain't going to be fishing no leaky sink. Oh, y'all hear me? I, I, ain't going, I ain't going shopping. I, ain't, I love you, but I ain't going on date night that night with you. I'm, it's going to sound weird to some of y'all, but I'm going to be on a date night. I'm the bride, and I'm going out with my husband, Jesus. That's a little weird, I know, for some of y'all. But we are the bride of Christ, right? Somebody say, I'm a man. All right, $30. Don't wait past Saturday. $30, come on, y'all. $30 for something you got a year to prepare for. Oh, and by the way, you ain't got a year to get stronger in the Lord every day. Oh, and by the way, by the end of this week, you'll know the date of the Ironman Conference that will be right here in this house, that men will come from all over the nation to this house to be equipped in this house. Will my iron men be ready to make an impact in other men's lives in this house? (laughs) Y'all, man, these men were crazy this week. They were crazy. You got your Bible? Shout out, got my Bible. I'm in part two today of a series called Pronouns. Look at your neighbor tell him, I know my proper pronouns. If you're a man... 
And you know if you're a man or a boy, you know what it takes. If you're a woman, you know what came with it. What didn't? Come on, can I get an amen? If you know that you're a man, or if you know that you're a woman, whichever one you are, when I shout, to, when I count to three, whichever one, oh, you like, Scott, you're killing me over there. Whichever one you are, that you know you are, when I count to three, I want you to shout, I am whatever you are, I'm going to say I'm a man. One, two, three, I am a man. Are you sure? Are you confident? Now, do we have any born-again believers in here? Do we have any Christians in here? Do we have any children of God in here? Do we have any people in here that know that you know that you know that you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? If that's who you are, on the count of three, I want you to shout, I am a child of God. One, two, three. That didn't sound too confident. If you know that you're a child of God, shout it. One, two, three. I don't need some preacher to tell me that I am. I know I am. My Bible tells me I am. Oh, let's just get into this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. But there should be no schism or no division in the body, but that all members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all should suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members should rejoice with it. Guess what that means? If you've been believing for a brand new truck and you don't get one, somebody else gets one, you need to be excited for them. Instead of jealous. How about this? If you can't thank God for what somebody else gets, what makes you think that you deserve to get anything yourself? Because you ain't got your priorities right. We are in this thing together. Notice that when we say, can I be real with y'all this morning? Can, can I not worry about what I'm going to say? Can I just say it? How many give your pastor freedom just tell the truth? Notice that when we said, I am a child of God, I didn't hear anybody say, I am a white child of God. I didn't anybody say, I'm a black child of God. I'm a Hispanic child of God. I'm an Asian child of God. I'm a mix of everything in the world child of God. I don't, can I give y'all a revelation this morning? I don't care how dark your skin is or how light your skin is. You do know you got somebody else's color in your lineage. You do know somebody hooked up with somebody else that don't look like you. You do know that, don't you? Ain't no white people in this house. Ain't no black people in this house. You know what's in this house? People. When we get to heaven... See, the, the enemy stole the rainbow because the rainbow was supposed to be a sign of God's promise, number one, that he wouldn't destroy the world with water again, but also it's a sign of God that when, and, and here's what's going to blow your mind if you didn't know this, the book of Revelation describes Jesus sitting on the throne of God and the Bible says, oh, over his head, all the, uh, from one side of the throne to the other side of the throne is a rainbow. While the enemy tried to take the rainbow back, 
because the dead not knows. Number one, it's a promise here on earth every time we see it after a storm. And it's a reminder to God of the promise around the throne of God. I think it's time we take the rainbow back. I think it's time for us to understand that God loves every color. And he, and he's, he signifies it on his throne, man. I got red. I got yellow. I got black. I got white. And I just got a feeling. I don't know if it's true or not. It's just my opinion. That his rainbow up there might not even actually represent the same colors that we got down here. I think his rainbow up there represents every color that's around him because not only is a rainbow around him, all the nations of the world are around him. My God, are y'all hearing me? He don't even need a rainbow over his head. All he's got to do is look around heaven. Heaven is a rainbow. I'm going to preach to 2 o'clock today. Nope, see, I won't. I know we got to go to the meeting. I just remember. Now, you are the body of Christ, verse 27. Shout, I am the body. But you are members individually. As God has appointed these in the church, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that, miracles, then the giftings of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts that I show you a more excellent way. The more excellent way is to serve God. In other words, what he's trying to say is, everybody's not an apostle. Everybody's not a prophet. But the apostles and the prophets are no important than the administrative gifts. They're no important, more, more important than the servants. The ministry of helps. Oh, I'm preaching better than you shout. We've got it backwards. In fact, the, Jesus said, let the greatest among you become the least. A church don't operate without volunteers. A church don't exist on the shoulders of a good preacher. You can get good preaching anywhere. Queen of Sheba didn't go home talking even about Solomon. She wasn't even talking about Solomon. She just said, he's wise, just like they said. Yeah, that's a smart dude. She went home talking about the people that make the vision happen. Huh? The people in the shadow. The people that don't ever get their name mentioned. But are still confident. Of who they are in God. Don't need the platform. To know who they are in God. Don't need a microphone. To know who they are in God. I got news for you. Who I am. It's not who you see right now. This is not. This does not define me. Y'all don't know the hell I've gone through in my life. To even have this microphone in my hand. Who I am. It's who I am out there. Who I am is how I treat you at the back door. How I treat you when I see you out in the public. How I walk and how I carry myself. Do I need, do I need people to see me as elite? Or I want them to see me as a child of God. That's all I want. I've just been given the assignment to be the person standing here. Whatever your assignment is, Quit trying to think you got shafted. Dude, 
Smith Wigglesworth. You ever heard of him? He ain't living right now. You are. Oh, Roberts, my first mentor that I studied from the distance, healing evangelist. He's with the Lord. He ain't here. You are the greatest evangelist the world's ever known, Billy Graham. He gone. Lance, I'm a preacher. You are here. You got trusted by God to serve Him in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of something that in the great history, in all the torrent history, the good, the bad, and the ugly history of this nation, no generation has ever had to go through what you just went through. The church of America has never had to come out of what you just came out of in this country. In its history, the government has never told the church in the history of the church, you can't have church until us. You hearing me, church? You need to get to a place where you can grasp the enormity of the omniscience of God that He knew that was coming and He chose you to be here. So is it anyone that the enemy is doing everything he can to confuse, listen to me, identity? Because just because you was trusted to be here, if you don't know who you are, you ain't going to do nothing for God in this moment. Am I preaching right? Because, see, listen, I call it pronouns, but, 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 but it's not really pronoun. Pronoun is a grammar word. But how many knows if you say pronoun anytime now in our world, how, how quickly things can change in our language? If you say the word pronoun to anyone now, nobody is automatically thinking you're talking about grammar. Am I right? If you go up to somebody and say, how do you feel about pronouns? How do you feel about all this talk about pronouns? I'm sure there's somebody out there. But I'm going to tell you, 99% of the time you're not going to say, well, I think it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to grammar. I, I like being able to say they instead of having to just say all their names. It's really pretty cool to not be able to have to describe exactly what my neighbor looks like. I can just say he. It's pretty cool. I like pronouns. It was a great addition to the English grammar. Oh, wait a minute. That wasn't, that wasn't what I was talking about. Oh, oh, what? I'm talking about pronouns. How many of those? It's a word that they took on, but it is not even really pronouns. I could call this series something different, but I want to call it that because I, because I want to make people mad. I want, I want to make them so mad that they have to watch just so they can think that they know what I'm saying. I could call it identity because that's what it means now. What do you identify as? Now, I'm going to ask y'all a question. I'm, and listen, I'm going to be bold because I, I love the fact that we're a multiracial church. Come on. How many of we ain't praying to be a multiracial church? We are one. We ain't got all the races, but they coming. They coming. Can I get an amen? They coming. 
They come, and God, I got news for you. Not only multiracial, we don't care what race you are, and we don't care what race your spouse is. In fact, we love interracial couples. Can I get an amen? Because an interracial couple, you know what it does? It, it describes the kingdom in itself. That there is no respecter of persons. Can I get an amen? But now watch this. I'm going to get real with y'all. I'm going to find out who really loves their pastor. Here he goes. How is it not utterly offensive of when you, are, you have allowed yourself to tolerate the talk of people identifying as another sex? Because I really can't stand the word gender. I'm talking about sex, biological sex. You're born a male, you're born a female. And here's the reality. Don't give me this thing, well, some people are born with both sexual organs. I understand that's always happened, but the reality is this. There's always a predominant element of, in, in the, all, the super majority, and even in those of a predominant chromosome, there is dominant characteristics. Are you hearing me? And when you, when you draw the blood, no matter what surgery you have, no matter what kind of hormones you take, whatever, you will draw the blood of that person, and that blood will still show them, no matter what they look like in the chromosomes and the blood makeup of what they are biologically. That is fact. But we as a church and as a nation have allowed ourselves to think, well, look, when he gets right down to it, I have no authority over what anybody chooses to do with their life. Can I help you out? True. But we've allowed ourselves to not be offended by this. But what about this? From now on, I identify as a black man. Identify, watch me, watch me, watch me. No, I'm not talking about that I'm a, I'm a black man trapped in a white man's body. We all know that. No, 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 no. In Black History Month, that's my month. That's about my people. Wait a minute. Stay with me. How offensive would that be to an African-American man or woman, especially to an African-American man or woman that have history of violence, racism, that they've experienced personally, and they've heard the horror stories of their fathers and their grandfathers. But all of a sudden, I tell you, oh, man, I'm with you, man. I'm down with you. That's, that's my people, too. I know what I look like on the outside. I know what I, it's very obvious maybe on the outside. But I'm going to tell you, I can relate to everything you have felt everything that you have ever gone through, every time anybody ever said the N-word to you, man, it hurt me just as bad as it hurt you because I, from now on, am a black man. Would you not be highly offended and hurt? Am I preaching right? Because you would say, wait a minute. You're a human being just like me, but you don't know what it feels like to go through life as a black man. You may have gone through some stuff, but you ain't gone through what a black man has gone through. Am I preaching right? How is it? Rightfully so. That that makes our skin crawl. Makes you feel really uncomfortable 
for me right now. Worried about me saying that. But yet, you'll scroll right through it. You'll watch a commercial. You'll watch them in a movie. You'll watch, and you'll just sort of tell yourself, eh, you know, that's their job. But what he just said, man, you ain't got no right. But watch this. Let me really offend you. If I laid down on a bed next to Richard, that's my, that's my brother in the, in the foxhole if I ever have one. Brother Richard, for those that don't know Brother Richard, stand up, Brother Richard. King, King Richard's in the house. All right? Now watch this. We look just like we're twins, right? Now watch this. I'm saying all that to give you something here, to tell you the magnitude of what's happening. You can look at him and look at me and know that we're both men. I'm a man. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, man, but I'm a man, all right? That's up to you, all right? No, no that's a man's man right there. If I'm going into battle, I'm going into battle with that man. Because not only is that a man, that man knows how to shoot everything that can be shot. That man has been in wars, y'all. I'm talking about real wars overseas. But you, you laid me down on the bed next to him. You stick a needle in my arm and stick a needle in his arm. And you close the curtain. And the tube runs out of our bodies underneath the curtain into a randomly selected jar. And they both begin to fill up with my blood in one and his blood in the other. Number one, you will not be able to walk up and look at those two containers and tell which one is my blood. Are y'all hearing me? I'm about to go even deeper. Number two, you can put the blood under the microscope and his blood under the microscope. And you can't look at the blood and say, well, that's the blood of a black man. That's the blood of a white man. Because how many know my skin color and my race has no identifying factors in my blood, but my sex does. But yet one seems to be more offensive than the other. One deals with a demonic spirit that was brought onto this earth called racism. You got a racist bone in your body. Let me just tell you something. You ain't going to heaven. Look, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm at the point now, if something like that caused you to leave my church, hope you find another church. I ain't begging you to stay. But the other identity crisis that we're facing ain't got nothing to do with demonic spirits and isms that are here in this earth. It is a direct assault against the Creator, our God. Because what's in that DNA is what God put in that DNA. Our skin color 
many times, not all the times, but many times now, many generations later, it's not the case. Many times it can literally be tied to generational past of what part of the world you lived in, how hot the sun was and where you want, what you did. It created and works within the, the pigments of our skin and creates uh, different pigments in our skin. The, the environment creates this, and then we have babies, and then we have babies, and then we go find somebody else that don't have the pigment with us, and then our babies change a little color. And this That's how all race color skin happens. But our blood, the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. Our identity and our life in our blood is, has nothing to do with where we are born, what, nothing to do what continent we were on, has everything to do with that God made a man and God made a woman and He made a way for a man and a woman to get together and whoop, there it is. Am I still on Facebook? all my African American members in here and those that are watching, did I just preach the truth? Do you still love your pastor? Because that's highly offensive. But you know what? You've got people that are doing that. you got people that are now because they feel empowered to now self-identify as another race and self-identify as another nationality. Now they're self-identifying as dogs and cats. Babies. I'm now a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 40-year-old man with a Duck Dynasty beard, and now I identify as a baby, and I'm, I'm walking around in diapers sucking on a bottle. No, you're a sicko, and you're a, p- a pedophile, and you're trying to be with my child, and you better back up, because I will put in tongues when I take you out. I said, I will pray in the Holy Ghost while I take you out if you mess with my family. Get your hands off our kids. I said, I wish I had some men in here that'd be some men. Get your hands off our children and our grandchildren. They're off limits to you. You don't get to talk about what you want to talk about to my kindergarten grandbaby. My God. trying to preach this. I can't get past my introduction. See, the irony of all of this, if I don't make myself read it, everything the enemy does is always a pitiful imitation of what God is doing. Everything. The very thing that God needs you to see about yourself in order to do what he has called you to do is the very thing the enemy is trying to impose and confuse, and that is identity. If you don't see yourself as a child of God, if you don't believe that you are saved, you will not walk as you are saved. If you do not believe that you have the power to lay hands upon the sick and see them recover, you'll never pray for someone. If you think the only one that has the power to do that is the pastor and the preacher, you'll never pray for your child. But when you see yourself as anointed, a man of God, a woman of God, you don't have to call Pastor Ragger. If you call Pastor Ragger, it's just to give a testimony, just to tell him what God just did in your house. 
You can't be what God wants you to be without having the proper identity of yourself. If you don't know who you are, the world will tell you who they think you are. See, you can't preach if you don't accept that you're a preacher. Everybody shot me down about the preachers, but hold on. You can't pray for the sick if you don't see yourself as empowered to lay hands on the sick. But here's what I want you to know. The Bible says, Paul said, no, you're not that you're all ministers of the God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're a preacher. <laughs> Woo, you're a preacher. You might not be a pastor. You might, you, come on, are you hearing me? But you're a preacher. What's a preacher? Somebody that will open up their mouth and tell the good news. How will they know in, in what they have not heard? How can they believe in what they have not heard? How can they hear it without a preacher? And how the, can he be preaching unless he be sent? Let me tell you something. Go into all the world and preach the gospel was not a statement to a certain handful of people. It was a statement to the body of Christ. You have been called a preacher. all weekend long at the King's Table Men's Conference. These men of God were speaking in their lives, pouring in their lives, and I'm standing there as a proud father seeing 30 men from this house. Not just the 30 men, but I was proud of all the men in this house because I talked to them about it. They talked to me about it. They, that praise God, we know there was many that wanted to go that couldn't go. But even if you didn't even want to go, let me tell you something, these 30 men were representing you. They were standing in the gap for you. They were declaring that whatever happened in their life is going to happen in your life. They're not an elite. They're not an elite group. They're not any more special. They're not only any more fire than you are. They're not closer to God than you are. My God, why don't we get happy for people making a decision to stand in the gap for us, to raise for us, and to pray for us men of God these men stood for you women of God go if you can go to this conference and don't just go for yourself go for every woman in this house that can't go God kept speaking to me no matter what the topic was no matter what the preacher was I could hear the Lord saying to me son solid rock is called to be a voice do not echo. Listen to me. I know not to echo the world. Now I'm going to tell you, God, give me a, a word that might be hard for some of y'all to hear. Do not echo other preachers. If you happen to preach the same thing, praise God. But just because somebody else preached something don't mean you got to. Even if it's good. Because the pastors that you watch online preaching, let me just help you. If they're a real pastor, it, they, they're now aware, we're all aware that that camera is there. But let me tell you who I'm talking to this morning. I'm not talking to that camera. That camera's just getting who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the sheep that God has brought in this house for me to shepherd. I don't take it for granted that you are here. So if you get it, you watch another preacher and you get all excited. And you wonder, why don't why my pastor ain't preaching that? Let me remind you, you can get a word from somebody, but that ain't your pastor. You might get a nugget, but what they're saying, you can, it can apply to you, but he's speaking to the sheep. For thousands of years, this is what we've been doing. 
before technology and electricity even existed before a microphone, what I'm doing is what they did at the altar, at the porch, is what they did at the gate called Beautiful, is what they did in the outer court, is what they did in the streets of Jerusalem, is what they've done all over the world. For 2,000 years they've been doing it. Long before technology, they pe- preachers have been preaching the gospel. And I got news for you. Let me tell you something. You want to find something out about the Bible? The way it started out is the way it's going to end. You want to find out how it's going to end? Go. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You want to find out how this world's all going to wind down? Go read the first three chapters of Genesis and go read the last two chapters of Revelation. You'll find the, the Garden of Eden and then you'll find the New Jerusalem. You'll find everything that was in the Garden is in the New Jerusalem. God is going to wind this thing down the way it started. And I got news for you. The church started without a microphone. The church started without a camera. And the last church is probably going to have to preach without a microphone. Probably going to have to preach without a camera. Peter didn't have an Instagram. Instagram preachers. Preaching in $5,000 worth of clothes. $3,000 sneakers. Let me tell you something. Even if you are a millionaire, even if you are a multimillionaire, I ain't got no problem with no preacher being a millionaire. I'd like to be one myself. But I ain't one. Far from it. I'm not even a thousandaire. But you know what? Even if you got millions of dollars, where is your wisdom? Why are you wearing $3,000 sneakers in front of people that love you and look at you as a shepherd struggling to even pay their power bill? Stop this crap. Let the Lord bless you. Live in a fine home. Drive a fine car. But don't get on Instagram and make sure you got the right angle. Right there just sitting where the logo on your Mercedes is right, just perfect. Quit that crap. That ain't going to win the world. If you got it, don't mean you got to flaunt it. Now, I don't ever know the future. You don't ever know what people's going to end up doing. But I've always said, even if I was a millionaire, I'd still go to the thrift store. Because I like the thrift store. If I got $1,000, if I got $1,000, you think I'm going to spend $1,000 on a shirt? Well, I can find a shirt for 15 bucks, $5, and go on a vacation with my family? Somebody shout, you preaching. How did that happen? Somebody say, a voice. Let me tell you something about the voice. This whole thing called the world started with a voice. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let the water bring forth the fish. And God said, let the earth bring forth every living creature. And God said, let us make man in our image. Salvation came from a voice.
in the beginning was the Word, the voice of God. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word said, I'll go. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mary, oh, Mary one night was trying to sleep and an angel came and the Bible said she was awakened by the angel and a voice came out to Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary, for that which is of you, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Joseph was asleep and he was awakened and a voice came and said, don't be afraid, the angel said, to take Mary unto thee, thy wife. Jesus took three and a half years. He did miracles. But most of the stuff that's in your Bible about what he did was not what he did. It was what he said. They didn't put what he did in red. Can I blow your mind? Download. Just got it. Just got it. I, I don't say downloads unless I know they're biblical. Just got to download. What he did's not in red because what he did you can do. But you can't, you can't say, you can say them, you can quote them, and you can stand on them, but you ain't got the authority to say what he said when he said it. The only reason you got the authority when you say it is because he said it. But he said, these things you see me doing, you're going to do them all. So greater shall you do. So, so God said, don't put that in red. Just put my voice in red. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Just put the one, just put the thing that's, that spoke to nothing and nothing became something. You better put that in red. You better know that what I say matters. My voice matters. And God said, Look at your neighbor and tell him, God said you was his child. How many of you can't go against what God said? You can try to go against it. But what God said is outlasted everything everybody else said. I can't think of that dude's name. Delane might know it. The famous man who made his mission as an atheist. That he, before he died, he was going to disprove to the world that this is a fallacy. No, I'm talking about this back a long time ago, year, hundred years ago, hundred over hundred something years ago. For years and years and years, I read a story. It was his life mission. I'm gonna show the world how stupid it is to believe in this fairy tale. But guess what? He's dead. Huh? Guess what else? His house is now owned by the National Bible Society and as a museum to the Bible. His house. They turned his house, baby, into a museum of the Bible. And people from all over the world come to the house that he was born in, lived in, and wrote that he was going to stop the Bible. And his whole house is full of every translation that's ever been translated of the Bible. His word has outlasted everybody else's. So much stuff going through my head. My God. 
when it was time for God to free people, free his people from the bondages of, uh, of Egypt, a voice came out of a burning bush. Y'all see where I'm going. When God decided to create the law and establish the old covenant, he took Moses up a mountain and he spoke to Moses with his voice. Although he carved the tablets himself, he spoke them as he wrote them. When the Old Testament was ending and there was one last Old Testament prophet that would usher in an entirely different covenant. John chapter 1 said, thank you, Delane. Frederick Nietzsche. Is that how you say it? Nietzsche. Frederick Nietzsche. I don't mean, I don't ever want to celebrate somebody going to hell. And who knows if he got saved right before he died. But if he didn't, I guarantee you, he ain't pushing his mess down there now. Frederick. Frederick. Old Freddy. Freddy's house is a Bible museum. Okay, come on. Now this, John chapter 1, is the testimony of John. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost pushing me for the next three minutes. Uh-huh. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him. Mm-hmm. Y'all about to get something. Who are you? Do you understand the last question? Ask of the last Old Testament prophet was a question of identity. Who are you? Well, he confessed that means he told him. Well, I'm John. Nice to meet you. He did not deny that, his, that he was the John they had heard. Watch this. But he confessed. I am John. But I am not the Christ. All these people that are lined up for me to be baptized, they're not being baptized because I'm the one. Christ means the anointed one or his anointed Messiah. They asked him then. They didn't stop. Well, what then? Who are you then? Watch this. You've got to get it, man. Because the devil ain't doing nothing new. Y'all ain't hearing me. Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, said there ain't nothing new on the sun. He ain't doing nothing new. He's doing the same thing he did in the garden. He's doing the same thing he did right here. He's just using the culture that we live in to try to manipulate what he's always been doing. Well, okay, okay. They can't let it go. Well, then do you, I'm, I'm going to read it, 22, 2022 unauthorized translation. Well, then do you identify as Elijah? Would you like for us to, from that, this point forward to address you as Elijah? Because cause it looks like you might be Elijah that was prophesied. Do you identify with Elijah? What's this? He said, I am not. Well, then are you the prophet? Most people believe that he's talking about Isaiah. But you could probably say that they probably named off a ton of prophets. Do you identify as Isaiah? Do you identify as Zechariah? Are you the reincarnation of Joshua or even Moses? 
they said to him, well, if you keep telling us that you ain't none of these people, then who are you? That we may give an answer to those who sent us. Because, what, 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 wait a minute. That I might give an answer to those who sent us. What does that mean? That means they were sent on an assignment. One assignment. Find out who he thinks he is. Because we'll know how to attack him based on what he thinks his identity is. We don't want, we know we ain't got the power to stop what he's doing. We just need to know who he identifies as. So we got to have something to tell them who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. I don't even identify as John. Yeah, my name's John. You go back and tell him that I said, I ain't echoing their crap. Like all these preachers they got on their paycheck. They've been finding this one spring up, pay off a little debt. Let me tell you something, y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all scared now, ain't you? Ain't done that a long time. I know for a fact. Not rumor, fact. There are some very influential ministries, even in our own city, that every year, when it's campaign time, politicians will line up meetings in the offices of pastors. I know this for a fact. And will say to those pastors in Birmingham, Alabama, how much will it take for me to give to the building program? For you to hand out my material and endorse me. And there are pastors in our city that are taking $50,000 and more from political candidates and using their sacred pulpit influence to influence people to buy in to agendas that they might not even buy into, but they trust their pastor. So how much is it going to take, John? How much is it going to take? To just keep preaching. To just tone it down a little bit. All this repent stuff. Nobody wants to hear repent. Come on, can, can, you, can you tell us that we all got issues, but stop telling us that we're going to burn in hell if we don't repent. How much will it take? John said, I didn't get to preach my message. I guess I'll finish it next week. Is next week Mother's Day? Oh, I'm going to preach an unbelievable Mother's Day message. Y'all don't even know going to be pronouns on Mother's Day, by the way. Here's what you tell them. I can't be bought. I am not an echo. I don't care what Herod says. I don't care what, it, what the Roman Empire says. I don't care what Caiaphas says, the high priest. I don't care what Anna says. I don't care what any of them say. You tell them this. You tell them this. I am not the one 
but I am a voice pointing the world to the one. I am a voice in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a drought, in the midst of a wilderness. If there ain't nobody else, I'll stand here in the wilderness and I will cry aloud and I will spare not and I will lift up my voice and I will tell the world he is coming. 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 Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Let me just tell you, I wear this shirt because this was the theme of the men's conference last year. And I, you know, just like I talk about the thrift store, I went to the bargain section and I bought one that was half price. But I didn't just buy because it's half price. I bought a size too big when they didn't have my size. I said, I will not go back and stand in that stage without putting an image in the face of the people that I know who I am. I am a prophet. I am a priest. And I am a king. Because he is a prophet. And he is a priest. And he is my king. He's the priest of priests. He's the prophet of prophets. And he's the king of kings. If you come back from Mother's Day, how about this? On Mother's Day, I'll tell you mamas and you daddies and all of you why even you mamas are prophets. And even you mamas are priests. And even you mamas are kings. That sounds a little confusing, don't it? Sounds about like what you've been preaching about. I ain't talking about this. I'm talking about this. My authority, my power, my anointing don't come from this. It comes from because I know who I am in here. So how about this? You go down that solid rock? Yeah. I heard about Solomon. What kind of church y'all? Say, we're just a voice. Yeah, but what does that mean? Are y'all Baptists? We got Baptist folk. Oh, so y'all are Baptists? Nope. We're a voice. Y'all, y'all, y'all Pentecost, y'all handle snakes? Oh, we handle them under our feet. That's about it. Step on them. Step on them. No, we're just a voice. Aren't you worried about the condition of the world, Pastor? Aren't you worried about where we're going? Of course, in the natural I am. As dark as it is, it's going to get darker. As dry as it is, it's going to get drier. As hard as it is to find a, dr- a, a cup of fresh water now, it's going to be harder. As hard as it is to find food and substance in the natural, and even in the spirit, spiritual stake is going to get harder. You know what that's called? That's called a wilderness. It's called a desert. And that's where a man who Jesus would later on say, there's never been a man that included Elijah, Adam, Moses, David, Solomon. He said about a man named John the Baptist. He said, there's never been a man in the history of humanity before me or after me that ever compares to the man because he was the first one that really got it. And he was the last one of the Old Testament to prophesy. And my last prophet finally got it. It ain't about me. It never was. 
He didn't need a big building. He didn't need Instagram. He didn't need Facebook. He didn't need YouTube. He was trained in the driest place you could be. He was equipped in the darkest there could be. He didn't have the finest clothes, the finest shoes. He didn't have a barber. He didn't have somebody to manicure. He rode a camel as long as he could ride it until it died. Then he ate it and then he used it for clothes. He didn't even get to trade it in for another one. Somewhere out there, he had a camel that died, y'all. Because he skinned it and said, instead of crying over a dead camel, I'm going to use this moment and I'm going to feed myself a camel steak. I'm getting me a camel shirt and jacket and cool pair of shorts. What'd he do after all the camel meat ran out? Where are you at, God? I thought you wanted to prosper me. I thought you wanted me to have an airplane. I thought, I thought you wanted me to have five rings on and, and have so many Rolexes that I give them away every week, Lord. I thought that's what you want. I ain't got a problem with that. You, you got Rolex, have Rolex. I ain't preaching against those preachers. I'm just trying to give you a picture. You know what God said? God said, how about this? Kill that bug and eat it. That thing's been jumping all over you. You've been slapping away. I've been trying to feed you. Some of y'all slapping things away that God is saying, listen, it don't look like you thought it was going to look, but I am trying to feed you in the wilderness. Stinking. Stinking locust, my God. Ain't it funny? That he took the one bug that was known in all of Israel to be the most destructive of all insects. That when it showed up, all it did was destroy what you planted. And he said, I'll feed you off of locusts. And then he started getting stung. Stupid bees. Where I go. I'm stupid bees. What is what is it that is attracting them to me? What does a bee do? A bee tries to get the pollen and get the nectar and take it back and feed. It's attracted to, to the rose, to the flower. You may look like you're all rough, but to God you don't look like that. He's slapping locusts off. He's slapping bees off. And he don't realize that one day he goes like this and he looks at it. He thinks it's a yellow jacket. And he goes, my God, that's a honeybee. And he looks over and right there next to him is a honeycomb. God said, eat the locusts. Eat the honey because the honey is pure energy. I'm not going to let you die in this wilderness. You're going to probably lose some weight. You're going to probably feel like some nights you're going to die. But what you are about to experience, you have to be in this moment. So one day, this is what's about to happen in the church. This is why I'm so preaching on the remnant. I feel it so burning in my spirit. Those old dish rags that's been thrown off to the side. Oh, God, I feel those old pieces. Oh, 
nobody is following on Instagram. Nobody. They can't get no subscribers. They can't get nobody to listen to. They've been preaching messages that are world-changing. Nobody even knows they exist. They ain't putting on the conferences that thousands of people are coming to. They can't even get 10 people to come here and preach on a Sunday. But they're preaching better sermons than you'll hear anywhere in America. God knows where they're at. God knows exactly where they're at. They're just being faithful. They could have quit. Here it is. I'm through. One day, he's just sitting there being faithful. Morning. Nobody's going to call themselves. They might call themselves. Sorry, say nobody's gonna, sorry, say nobody's going to call themselves the, Bab, the Baptist, but yeah, they did. Okay. John the Baptist. Nobody's going to call him, call himself the Johns. In our language, that would be weird. That means, hey, I'm going to come over. But once. I'm not going to say that, but I heard that. That was good. That was good. Once he realized, everything my mama told me was that that angel told the brother about the preacher could have went back. I can work a crowd as good as anybody. There ain't nobody ever going to come across that can work a crowd as good as me. I got everything I need to be the biggest sensation that's ever hit the they just don't know about me. And God said, you ain't eating another locust. You ain't going. You ain't ready. And one day, the words of his mama got in his ear. And he stood up in that room. And he said, I don't want no crowd. I don't care if anybody knows me. Thousands of people are filling the sides of the Jordan River. Everything he always thought he was capable of doing, he was doing. Everything he thought that he could bring and the crowds that he could draw, he was drawing. But it was the wilderness that protected him in that time of celebrityism. And that's why you're seeing celebrity preachers. I love them. They're losing their influence left and right. Thank God for what they've done. When you put your eyes on man, God said, I'm not going to share my glory in the last days with another man. And every day he preached the same message. I indeed baptize you with water into repentance. But there is one coming after me 
whose shoes I am not even worthy to stoop down and unloosen their sandals. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And one day he looks up and there he is. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I told y'all be prepared for 12.30 services. I'm going to get you out before 12.30. Jesus understood. This is going to blow your mind. Jesus understood. How many knows Jesus knew exactly who he was? He didn't need nobody to identify him. But he knew that he needed someone who had influence to identify him properly. All his life, he had identified him as his cousin. But that day, everything changed. Because can you imagine what John knew? But listen to me. John knew. He heard those words. He heard, he heard God say, Call him. Tell everybody. He is the one. Everyone has been talking about. Let me tell you, we always talk about the words that he said. But we don't ever talk about the internal battle that was within him. Because he knew he had to accept God. If I say these words, everything I've built, all of my influence, is gone. They will all leave me. They will all follow him. Because I've told them he's coming. Preachers, you've been preaching about a Jesus. And I wonder if you're even still following. Do you even still know about the Bible that you preach? There he is. The rest of the story is baptized. Jesus began his ministry. John was arrested, put in prison. They came and they told him, Tomorrow you will be beheaded. Tomorrow your head will be taken off your shoulder. And he's the last thing that you would want to say. Hey, is any of my, is any of my friends up there? Pray for me. Yeah, there's a couple of guys. Tell them to come before see me before I go the devil's messing with my mind I'm just thinking about how it used to be I'm just thinking about how I just had so much and I gave it all up I gave it all up and here I am ain't got nobody ain't got nothing Jimmy is that you Jimmy Jimmy they're going to take my head off tomorrow when I lay my head down I got to know I got to know Go back and ask him. Just ask him one question. Who are you? Are you the one? Our leader John said to ask you a question. Are you the one? 
Or should we look for another? question from the last that was given to the last prophet of the Old Testament was who are you? The last question that the last prophet asked. Who are you? Are you really him? I need to know your identity. Just like John didn't even identify with the name John. Listen to Jesus didn't even identify with the name that was given to him from the angel. He didn't say, yeah, I'm Jesus. He said, here's how I know John will know that I'm the one. He already knew I was Jesus. Because he's my cousin. He already knew the story of the angel. Because his mama had told him about what Mary told her. Jesus knew that. I can't say nothing to convince him about what he already knows. He said, here's how you tell him my identity. Read your Bible. Jesus answered him, go and tell John, the blinded eyes are opening. The deaf ears are opening. The dead are rising from the dead and the lame are walking. And Jesus turned around and started preaching again. They ran back. They hollered down. He said the blinded eyes are opening. He said the deaf ears are opening. He said the lame are walking. He said the dead are living. And John said, I must decrease and he must increase. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Run to these altars if you want God to empower you for who you are. Run to these altars and God is going to empower you for who you are in God. In the name of Jesus, you must decrease. He must increase. You must decrease. He must increase. It is not about you. It is not about you. You are a voice crying in the wilderness. Raise your hands. Father, now, now, now the hands that are raised, those that are up here, they are saying to you, God, we know who we are because we know who you are. So today, we declare we are a voice. We identify as a voice crying in the wilderness telling everyone we can he is coming he is coming say these words with me God here I am no more will I sit and disqualify myself no more will I identify with my past and my failures no more will I identify with anything anyone has ever spoken over my life. My identity is not based on my finances or even how I feel in my body, how old I am, what I feel like I've missed out on, my lack of education, not having the job I want, 
my skin color, where I was born, none of that is who I identify as. I am a voice in this moment because if I don't speak, who will speak? He's waiting on a shout, but God said, this ain't coming with a shout. This is coming with a breath. He's breathing on you right now. He's breathing on you. Let him breathe on you. Let him breathe on you. Let him breathe on you. Breathe on God. Blow your wind on him right now, God. These bones shall live. Prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to the wind. Live! Live! Dry bones! Hear the word of the Lord! Live! Live! Dry bones! Hear the word of the Lord! Live! Live! When Jesus told him to go back and tell him, this is my identity. Because he'll know that's what the, that's what the Christ was going to do. So you tell him, I'm doing the things that the Christ would do. Watch what happened. John had such an influence. John was probably the most powerful person in the early followers of Jesus Christ that ever existed. Most all of the followers of John the Baptist became quick converts to following Jesus because his entire ministry was pointed into him. Jesus the head of Christ, the head of the body. Jesus is the head of the body. Isn't it ironic? When he said, I must decrease, he said, I must not be the head of anything. So in the natural, the head of the last Old Testament prophet to prophesy of the coming head of the body of Christ was taken off of the body. And here's it's a little grotesque, but it's in your Bible. Was literally picked up, set on a silver platter, with the blood coming out of who knows his eyes open, whatever. Mouth open. I got a feeling his mouth was open. He's probably preaching Jesus at the last moment of his life. Set on a platter and brought before the king and his stepdaughter. Because she's the one that asked for it. And said, here.
trouble than he had ever been. Because when he looked down and he saw the head of the man that he thought he was, was his enemy, he realized, oh my Lord, I have woke up, awakened a sleeping giant that I had my control over as long as I had John, but now, what is his death going to do? And he saw it. The remnant is about to accelerate. Because we've been trying to be the head. God used this mess that we just came through to take off the head of the modern church to where there ain't nothing left but the body give him praise give him praise I don't apologize to anybody that is 1229 I told you I'd finish before 1230 and I did if you are registered for the new ambassadors class the first class is this Wednesday May 4th, they moved it to that Wednesday because all the students and everybody's going to be here Tuesday night at 6.45 p.m. This Wednesday is the first class if you register for the new ambassador's class. Are you, have you been blessed today? Well, as you leave, I want you to look at, look at two or three people and look at them and tell them, you are a voice. You are a voice. Speaking of life, you are a voice. You are a voice. You are a voice. God bless you. Be blessed.